0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm Joe, and I'm here with Matt. Um, So, Matt, I'm not going to make you do an awkward, like, how's it going today or anything today. appreciate Uh, it. uh, yeah Uh, so just to give anybody a recap who's maybe like starting with the podcast or newer to the podcast essentially we have how we've had the podcast set up is we've covered different topics and we've kind of built upon each other so we started out with a general overview on sponsored ads and then worked our way up into sponsored products and then sponsored brands and then sponsored display and then recently we've been talking through a lot of different like holistic strategies that we're implementing using all these different ad types. So if we're covering any topics that you're not familiar with, feel free to go back and check out other episodes. There's going to be a lot of great info. And if you want to start from the start, that's great. If you want to start here, because you've already got that basis built up, that's also awesome too. So today, what we thought would be kind of fun to cover is different reporting that's available. And there's really three different areas where we can find the reporting. Um, So it's kind of on like the business side or your seller central or vendor central account side. There's the advertising side, and then there's also the brand analytics side too. So what we want to do is just kind of jump into all three of them. So Matt, maybe I'll kick it over to you. Like, what do you think is a good starting point for reporting to cover? What what sellers should really care about?
1: Let's start with business reports. Business reports provide an overview of your overall account. So it's a combination of all your advertising metrics and your organic metrics. There are a couple key reports that I'd recommend. A few go-tos that... I always look for and leverage to a large extent. So, when you log into Seller Central, if you go to reports and business reports, the first one that I'd look for would be sales and traffic. Pretty much any of the buy date reports, they're pretty similar. Uh, you can modify them to a large extent. And I never use Amazon's default settings within like the sales and traffic or detail page and sales and traffic reports. I always modify them. That's one of the key things. You can customize a lot of these reports to pull in metrics that Amazon won't typically show or the the metrics that you really care about. So to do that, just hover over the the columns icon on the right side of the reporting screen and then deselect the ones that you don't care about, select the ones that you do. My go-to's would be tracking sessions and page views. So that's the traffic that visits your product page unit session percent and order item session percent those are your conversion rate metrics and then you can also pull in like average order value uh average units per order and with those three so traffic conversion rate and then aov your average order value you can drill down into what drives sales so that's the primary use of the sales and traffic detail page and sales and traffic business reports is seeing what's going on with sales by day by week year over year the full history of your account, and then being able to drill down into those three metrics that affect sales, which universally are traffic, conversion rate, and average order value. Any change in sales can always be attributed to uh, a change in one of those three or a combination of those three
0: factors. And just jumping in there too. So when we're looking at business reports, really that includes the account as a whole. And so what we're trying to get is a good snapshot of your account as a whole, not just advertising specific. So this will tell us your overall conversion rate. And what that means is it's the number of people who are on your page, how many of them actually convert into sales, into orders. And so that's a a key piece to keep into account. It's a key point to really make sure that you're watching everything on Amazon is based off of conversion rate. If your conversion rate is good, that means that when people click, they're more likely to go to sale. That means that Amazon's going to continue to rank you higher because you're more likely to lead to a sale and lead to a happy customer. Um, So really everything revolves around conversion rate. And that's why we always go and check out the business report and just know that that contains both advertising views And organic views too. So it's just this holistic picture of your overall account when you're looking at your business report overall. So Matt, what's other information that you can get out of the business report that's valuable?
1: The report that we probably pull the most would be Detail Page Sales and Traffic by ASIN. So even though the header is by ASIN, there are three different categories within that section. Just general detail page and sales and traffic, then by parent, and then by child. I pull the first one so just the general detail page in sales and traffic what that provides is a combination of parent child and SKU. so even though it's the most general title it's the most granular of those report types and that gives a really comprehensive breakdown of all of those overall account metrics overall metrics by product so you can drill down into individual product performance you can only run it for a static date period, you can't see like a graph over time or anything like that, you can't run it by day. So if you wanna draw comparisons in your data and make product comparisons, you're just gonna to have to run that report for multiple periods and then use some Excel magic to, to make comparisons uh, manually. But it gives really good product level breakdowns. Uh, it's the first report that I check out typically when I'm reviewing an account just to get an idea of product mix, how products are converting and what hero products are, how products and variations are grouped together, all all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, And so in terms of like, how can we use this report to like actually drive action? So one key piece that Matt kind of led into is everything is tied back to traffic, conversion rate and your average order value. And so say we have a SKU and for whatever reason, sales just dropped off and we're trying to figure out what happened the first key question to ask yourself is, well, was this a traffic or a conversion rate issue? And so you can pull up this report and pull it for different date ranges and then be able to track, all right, did conversion rate drop off over time? Or you can actually see the chart at the top too and monitor some of these different metrics. So you can take a look and say, all right, did traffic drop off? Meaning maybe like my ranking really dropped or maybe there was something advertising related that caused traffic to drop? Or did my conversion rate drop? So I'm still getting a bunch of people clicking on my page, but they're not converting into sales. Both of those will lead you to very different ways to troubleshoot. If it's traffic, it's more focusing on ranking or it's focusing on the advertising that maybe drove that traffic there. If it's conversion rate, it could be that somebody left you a poor review. Or it could be that something's up with your listing and like somebody else came in and hijacked it or changed it or different things like that. So those are all key pieces. Another one that we've actually seen is like if there's inventory issues where now you've checked in some inventory, but it's not going to be available for multiple weeks, conversion rate can drop off quite a bit. So these are the key metrics that really it helps you pinpoint what the issue is. Um, The other one is AOV. So usually this is more common, but if you saw this drop off quite a bit, it could drop um, overall sales. Maybe you have a bundle that's more expensive, but then for whatever reason, people aren't purchasing it. This is another way that you'd be able to see that too. So Matt, I guess anything else to add there? I would just say, make sure to check out the
1: columns section on the right side of each business report and just see what metrics aren't selected. And don't be afraid to edit those reports to get the information that you're looking for. Like you said, there are a lot of variables that can affect traffic conversion rate AOV. And these reports offer pretty good insights into what those factors may be, like negative feedback received, negative feedback rates, uh, buy box percent. So if you have a lot of people that are reselling your products or competition for the listing, you can see you know what percentage of time you own the buy box over any given period too. So tons of valuable information in it. I'd say just jump in them, explore, edit them, drop columns, add columns, and figure out what
0: the best combination of metrics is for you. Yeah. yeah. So another piece that we're going to dig into, so we're, we're jumping through and there's hundreds of reports that we could cover, but the we're, really what we're trying to do is just cover the go-to ones that we're constantly reviewing. So another one that we want to jump into is more going to the advertising side. Uh, we'll cover the search term report. So overall search term report, what that does is it takes, you've got different keywords or you can have auto campaigns. And essentially what it's going to do is it's going to tell you the actual search term that people searched and then give you the metrics around that. So it aggregates to the ad group level and then it'll say, all right, I've got a certain keyword. Here's what they actually searched and here's the metrics on how it performs. And so this gives us a ton of awesome information to find new long tail keywords that we weren't finding before or that we want to build on from existing keywords that we have. So this is the go to report that we look at when we're trying to find new longer tail keywords to move down the funnel. Matt, give us some other ways that we use the search term report. Sure.
1: Yeah. So it's got to be the most granular report offered in the advertising section, just because it does go past target. So you have every level of detail for your campaigns from portfolio to campaign ad group down to the search term within those ad groups. So, I mean, the key use of a search term report, in my opinion, would be analyzing what search terms convert best for a given ad group or a campaign. So, you know, what actual customer searches lead to the best, sales conversion for your products. Uh, it can be used for listing optimization in that respect. So run it for long date periods. Stack reports, I'd, I'd schedule recurring reports. All advertising reports can be scheduled. They can be emailed to you. Run it on a monthly basis and uh, at the summary level, stack those reports and you can build a massive database essentially of what converts best for your products. So huge database of search terms, product targets and whatnot. So. With respect to your listings, what you would be looking for would be search terms with really high conversion rates or search terms with high sales volume and potentially those not being in your listing text. or if they're really high performers, strong sales, strong conversion rates, potentially restructuring the order of your keywords like in your listing title or in your bullets in your listing. It's one of the only sources of actual customer search insights as they are tied to your products they give conclusive metrics on how they perform. So yeah, I dig into click-throughs, conversion rates, and and sales volume for search terms and leverage that with your listings, adjust your backend keywords, listing keywords, listing title and stuff too.
0: Yeah, and so we, we've talked about the keyword side, but the search term report also provides um, some detailed product targeting information. So whenever you run auto campaigns if you dig into the actual campaign itself the only targets that you're going to see are going to be close match, loose match, substitutes and complements. So if you want to see what Amazon's actually showing your ads for and what's working well, this is where you'll find it's in the search term report. And so not only does it show keywords that you're shown for, but it also digs into the different product targets that you're shown for. And then Downstream, say if you have manual campaigns that are running category targeting, this will actually show you the ASINs that your ad was shown for um, within that category. And so again, like what we do with keywords is we take the search term report, we see what's working, we mine that out and we move it downstream to more specific um, campaigns. We do the same thing for product targets. So if you want to get more info on this in the campaign funnel structure, go back a couple podcast episodes. We cover our campaign funnel structure in detail, but key thing that we're trying to do is continually mine out these good performing search terms, whether they're product targets or keyword type search terms, set them as new targets in more specific campaigns, so we have more control over all and we're continuing to build out just the wide variety of different targets that we can drive sales to your products. So this is the key use for the search term report. Yep, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's the primary utility. Harvest
1: those search terms, especially from auto campaigns uh, and move them down the funnel where you have more control and you can drive more exposure to to winners and scale back bids for lower production uh, targets.
0: Sure. So I guess what, what's some other ports that you're typically using on the advertising side, Matt? Definitely bulk files.
1: So if you go to bulk operations in the ad console, bulk files and search term reports are 1A, 1B of your advertising reports. They're the two most important reports that you should be pulling on a recurring basis. Bulk operations, bulk files, uh, they can be downloaded for pretty long date ranges. You can screen them for records with with or without impressions you can include placement data or choose to exclude it. On the sponsor brand side, there's a ton of placement data that you get. So if you're using a bulk file to analyze your sponsor brand campaigns, you maybe wanna consider deselecting that placement data. But anyways, high level, what a bulk file offers is insight into every single campaign ad group ad and keyword or product target or auto target within all of your campaigns. So it includes sponsored product data, sponsored brand data, and some sponsored display data. On the sponsored display front, as of the time of this podcast, they're not including sponsored display product targeting data in them, but that's soon to change, I know, too. So keep an eye out for that. What's cool about a bulk file is it's editable. So you can adjust your bids, you can adjust status of keywords, product targets, ad groups, campaigns, ads, and Re-upload it to Amazon to make bulk changes, hence the name bulk operations or or bulk file. One thing that's really cool with bulk files is it gives you placement data and performance by placement. So top of search, product page, rest of search. It's the easiest location to edit those fields. So you can evaluate you know top down across all your campaigns, how top of search performs, what the conversion rate benefit is of top of search, and then use that as a rule for adjusting those placement settings and uploading it, making mass changes rather than drilling down into each campaign within the ad console and making individual changes to those placement settings. Joe, yeah. I mean bulk files have tons of utility. What <laughs> what would you say?
0: Yeah, I, I would say if you're looking at the two between like search term report and bulk file. So bulk file kind of gives you the existing structure that you have for your campaigns. And then the performance of that existing structure so it goes to the target level but then also breaks you can break down by placements like matt was saying um it lets you look at the overall structure and then you can edit it and make changes to say like bids and so this is a really cool one to make changes to existing campaigns for the search term report just kind of look at that more as a way to continue to build on your campaign so this is a great source of data to now get new terms and new ASINs that we can target as we go. Now we can edit our bulk file, if you're comfortable with that, and we can make these bulk changes versus having to do them all manually too. So it's kind of a good starting point if you wanna practice with bulk files. It's kind of the next step from doing everything manually to doing it much more automated as you go. Um, So like Matt was saying, bulk file has a ton of awesome information and just practice, just like change a bit or two and then re-upload it and then you can go into Campaign Manager, the Ad Console and then see, all right, yep, it actually changed. And it's actually pretty simple once you get used to it and get comfortable with it. So tons of great data there. Those are really our two go-tos for advertising. One other one that I wanted to cover quick, I guess before I jump on there, Matt, anything else to add for bulk files? No, I think you framed it up perfectly.
1: Bulk files, great for editing existing records, search and reports, great for adding additional
0: targets. Sounds good. Yeah. And then. One that just got launched that was kind of interesting is Sponsor Brands. They just put out a benchmark report. And so uh, essentially what it'll do is it'll give you the different benchmarks that people are seeing in terms of ACoS and a couple other metrics for different categories within Sponsor Brands. So this one, I'm not going to hit up on too much because it's not as actionable. But one piece that we did do, or one item that we did do, was we uh, aggregated all the data to try to figure out what the benchmark ACoS's were for different campaigns throughout different categories. So if you want to see the full table, we definitely can't go through it on the podcast here, but if you want to see the full table, there's a ton of great information, if you want to get a good idea, you know, within your category, do you have a good ACoS? Cause that's always a key question. What is a good ACoS? This can be a great way to look and see how you compare to others in your category. So just wanted to mention that it's a newer report and we've had a lot of fun aggregating that data. Good point. So probably final one to cover, you know, moving away from the advertising reports and into brand analytics, Matt, maybe give us an overview on brand analytics. What's that look like and what can we get out of that? Yeah, brand analytics reports are
1: awesome. A lot of sellers don't utilize them. They're available to any brand registered seller and they offer a massive amount of information. So a couple of key reports within brand analytics, I guess, starting with the first one in, in the brand anal- analytics dashboard would be Amazon search terms. So very different from the search term report that you can pull in your ad console and your advertising reports. Amazon search terms ranks search term frequency across all of Amazon US for whichever period you select. And then it gives you the top products with conversion share and like click share of those search terms. One cool thing with that search term report is there's a search box in it. And so you can drill down into your specific category And just use different combinations of keywords relevant to your products to see who your top competition is, maybe pick out some product targets, uh, brands you'd want to conquest based on their share of that search traffic, and also give you insights into some popular search terms that you could be missing out on in your advertising campaigns. Beyond Amazon search terms, there are some really, really great reports to pull that You can use for product targeting so highly recommend this we always utilize this data when we're setting up uh new campaigns there are three reports basically market basket analysis item comparison and alternate purchase item comparison and alternate purchase are grouped together that's probably my favorite it offers the most valuable information for product targeting what it does is the left hand column is always going to be your asins And then offset to the right of that would be products that are frequently compared to your products and products that are purchased after looking at your products. So it gives really good insight into what people are comparing your products to and what people are purchasing perhaps in place of yours. And where we found really great success is with that alternate purchase, conquesting those other ASINs in that report with product targeting, both on the sponsored product side and sponsor display site, especially sponsor brands to an extent too, but it is incredibly valuable information to use for your Amazon product targeting
0: campaign yep. and ad groups. Yep. And so we, we covered this a bit too in our previous, like more holistic strategies, like definitely for the conquest and we covered that. So like Matt was saying, definitely check out brand analytics because it is an awesome source for other ASINs that you can target with your advertising. There's also really other there's a lot of other cool information like what what's your typical repurchase rate so you yep. can figure out what your the lifetime value is of your your new customers that are coming in. So, lots of really good information. We see Brand Analytics be pretty underutilized, so so definitely check that out.
1: Yeah, if you're going to have somebody manage your DSP, make sure they have Brand Analytics access to because it gives really valuable demographic information that we can use to build Uh, custom audiences in the DSP console and target the audience that's most likely to be shopping for and buying your products. And then that repeat purchase behavior report, too, is really valuable to figure out what products should we be using uh, purchase retargeting campaigns, uh, DSP orders for.
0: Yeah, yeah. So overall, you know, we just covered, I mean, I guess four major major reports or group of reports. There's a ton in there, but we just wanted to cover some of the key ones that we utilize. Another note is that, so we develop all of our own software in-house. And so we actually use Amazon's API to automatically generate these reports and pull them into our software and our database. So then we can run our analytics and all that good stuff too but you definitely don't have to do that. We just covered you know, the base reports, but if you ever get into the API or you've got a programming background, you can actually customize these quite a bit more and automatically schedule them. And there, there's a ton of cool stuff that you can do with them. So, So overall, we're gonna wrap up this episode on reporting you know Matt touched on DSP we're going to be getting into that in future episodes we're going to be covering a couple more overview strategy or overview episodes too and then we've actually got some guest interviews that are going to be coming up with some other experts in the industry so lots of fun stuff coming up on the podcast um so make sure you continue to tune in for the next episode and thanks for listening